Hello, and welcome to Prusa Live 16, uh, a very merry edition. Uh, we're glad to have all of you guys here uh, just a couple days before Christmas. Uh, and yeah, let's let's get on with the show. So uh, with me, as always, I've got Nicholas Zusa, Hello. Uh, uh, the, the main man, Joseph Prusa. And yeah. to, tonight, we're having a special show. Uh, you're used to us having one guest doing this for an hour. We're going two hours tonight, and we've got three guests. Uh, with us first will be Neo3D Prince, who we've talked about a bunch of his prints before. He's making the amazing Prusamates and uh, the the Little Cities collections, as well as all kinds of other cool things. Uh, we have Joel Telling, uh, the 3D printing nerd, here to share his, uh, his Christmas gift list. Uh, and Jason Babler from 2K Games to talk a little bit about 3D printing in the video game industry. Uh, I think it's going to be a great show. I'm super excited. Uh, yeah. So why don't we kick this off with our uh, our Prusa Printers Picks of the Week. Uh, what do you got, Joe? Oh, so after I complained last time that I'm never the first, I now have to be the first. <laughs> now you have to be the Every first. Every single time after that. So... <laughs> uh i i like the practical things it is not uh, the seasonal holidays themed but i love the print in place prints and this is uh, i think it is uh originally the pcb holder and you can just clamp stuff up but it could also be like i don't know uh temporarily temporary piercing but basically you can clamp anything in this and you have a nice stand and you can prop it up if you work on it maybe if you work on christmas ornaments and stuff it could work also too because yeah. do you have the link for it yes I, I do yes i in this time of year i'm forgetful so i'm sorry i don't remember the the design i will sh share the screen for a second and it is by Zuberio, and it's featured on the on the homepage of Prusa yeah. Printers. So it is super yeah. easy to find. Yeah, featured. So go for it. I think be between the holidays, all of us will have a lot of time for hacking on stuff. So this is a very useful contraption. Yeah, super cool. It it reminds me of like the the pinchers on like an ant or something. Oh yeah, kind of bug it, there with the... it totally oh, looks it, like it. Can you see the herringbone oh, yeah. planetary gearbox? Nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah so... I'm definitely going to have to give that one a print. It, it looks super cool. All right. So uh, wh what do you have, Nikki? I have another thing that's featured on the homepage of Prusa Printers. Wonderful. And it's a nice last minute gift in case you still forgot about someone, right? Uh, so it's it's keychains. It's those these golden animals. They're super cute, but they're also phone hol phone holders. And I, you know, when I first saw them, I was like, it's a cute gimmick, but like probably won't work too well. But somehow, totally randomly, it fits my phone like perfectly, and it That's actually awesome. it, it even like holds it standing up because my phone case is like a little bit rubbery, so it really holds it well. So I can have it. Uh, it's hard to say, but you know, just on my desk. So it's actually kind of useful. So, you know, for kids or like a friend, like it's, you know, it's a tiny gift, but I think it's pretty, pretty nice. I'm pretty sure I have it open as well. I can just share it. What a coincidence that it, it is also featured. Oh my God. 
super coincidental. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, who is doing the featured prints on Crucial Print? I, I heard he's a great guy. Anyway, uh, this is by Shira, so great job. I, I love the design. I, I mean, yeah. because you're starting to be like me. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Gotta be careful. Okay, Matt, what do you have? Yeah, so I have the Christmas Lantern from our good friend uh, Bugman140. Um, nice. So this has Ooh. individual uh, uh, like sides that each have a different decoration, and you can kind of put lamps down. And I've got some some fairy lights in there right now, um, and then it has a, a candy cane uh, a base with yeah. And everything is everything's individual items. So even like the candy cane swirl is, is two different prints and then they just slide in together. So you don't need an MMU. You don't have to worry about any kind of color changes or anything like that. This is totally accessible on, on just a, a normal printer. That is very nice. Yeah. This is actually one of his designs from last year, last year, last Christmas. Um, but you know, we weren't doing this last year. And so it's uh, <laughs> nice to show it. It's nice to show it off this year. Uh, what is this episode? Is it 16? Yeah, it's 16 yeah, already. 16. Yeah. The time flies. It does, right? But it will never be as cool as uh, visiting every, or meeting everyone at the shows. But Oh, no, not at all. I would I would give this up in a second to, to go back to physical meetups and, and hang out with people and, oh, and things. I mean, let, I mean uh, when everything opens, let's do let's do both. Yes, yeah, no, absolutely. Everyone can come uh, to shows, but well, yeah. and well, but we can also do Prusa Live live, right? Like we could do a show oh, with my an God. audience. Yeah, right. I oh, guess we amazing. could. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, we now have to force our stream master Mikolas to say yes. But... <laughs> I mean, if, if it's gonna be like a little bit jank okay. from a phone. I mean, it will be a huge pain for him to bring a streaming setup, you know, yeah. and we, have like we, two redundant connectivities and, and stream from the other side of the world. Uh, but Mikulas can do it. We we can get we can get it figured out. I have I have faith that we can get it figured out. I mean, I I, I know people who specialize in this, so I mean, if it's I mean, a, every once in a while, we can we can make it happen. That, that is a Christmas project studio in a suitcase. <laughs> yeah. People are yeah. like in chat, like, is the audio okay? Like, most people are saying it's okay. Some are like, just if, if the audio is somehow weird, just let us know in the comments. I'm, I'm yes, looking at the do. chat. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we we had a big update to Prusa printers. Um, of course, all the Prusa printers picks that, that we just had, you can find on Prusa printers. Uh, but we just had a big update, something that a lot of us have been dying for and, and super excited about. Um, so we now have email notifications on Prusa printers, the long awaited oh, yes. notifications. So, uh, if someone comments on one of your prints or tries to send you a message, uh, you now get an, e can get an email notification and, uh, set all of that up. Uh, Mickey, do you want to show where the, the button is? Uh, cause I've had, sure. I, actually, I had a little confusion myself as to where to find it to begin I with. I think it's actually um, in, in two places, but. Okay. Either way, I'm gonna. Oh my God! People are texting me. Okay. Do you see my? Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, I think if if you go to just notifications, right? The bell. Uh, here's uh the email settings. 
and this is where you can um, you know turn things on and off what I'd suggest is to leave at least the first one on what that will do is rather than sending you a new email every time the same person like texts you it will just you know send you the email once and then it will wait for you to to check it so it won't spam you that much and also yeah, yeah you can pick pick which you prefer to get as an email and which not which I think yeah. is sweet yeah. we, we really don't want to be like the spam service yeah but, uh, I, I think the the setting Mikko just said is is nice but on the, on the other hand, it would be nice to have an app and to have like notifications for all that stuff. But you know, it, it we'll get there. We'll get there someday. I mean, we will get there. We will get there. But but I mean, I just don't want to force. Uh, right. I mean, it feels improper to to have everyone install. I mean, the app. I, I have <laughs> I have an app on my phone, you know, and I can click it, oh. and it opens Prusa printers. Oh, it's <laughs> it's a. If you just Google progressive web app, we, we support that. So basically, it's a fake browser application, but it, it hides the URL and everything. And the our design is like made pretty well for mobiles. So if you want to browse prints on the go, this is actually a pretty nice way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you are saying, the, you know, that on the iPhone for the uh, yeah. at first that the only way how to get apps on i on the first iPhone. No way, really? It was yeah. the only way. Yeah, I mean you 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 had just like the HTML5 for how That's how crazy. Yeah. And there was no app store. So, I mean, it, we we can call it going back we, to the rules. We I I think you can make notifications like push notifications for progressive web apps. So, if yes. if we manage to do that, it will be like super cool getting Push printers notifications on your phone. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not sure about the push, maybe, but definitely no. the badge. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay. So let's let's go ahead and and bring in our first guest. Um, so our first guest today is uh, Neil 3D Prints. As I said, he is the creator of uh, the the Prusa Mates and the the Tiny Cities. Uh, let's go ahead and add him on this here. I think I think I hear him. Yes, I think we might hear him. Uh, <laughs> because it wasn't the only only Christmas wish that our stream will not have technical <laughs> Here he comes. Nice. Hi, Neil. Hi. Hey, Neil. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Very good. Uh, thank you for joining us. So, uh, like I said. Uh, we've we've featured uh, a bunch of your your prints on the the show before. Um, you're the creator of the the Prusa Mates and the the Tiny Cities, as well as uh, some other interesting uh, collections. Uh, and yeah, there's one. there's the the, the Christmas uh, Prusa Mate there. Oh yeah, the uh, this one. Yeah. And yeah, here's here's the tiny cities. I I think I showed you, it off actually. The, they have a print. The last, okay, Let's the last stream. Yeah, here's the the Prusa Lab from from Tiny Cities. Nice. Oh, that looks that's a great print. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's and not then, MMU, which is crazy. It's just right. yeah. None none right. of my designs are MMU. They're all designed so um, as many people as possible, if they want to, and they have a printer, they can actually print it. That's yeah. great. So you know, I don't like excluding people just because of you know they don't have an mmu upgrade or a mosaic palette so yeah that 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 is wonderful and you know what it reminds me 
back in the day when we were starting to print, you know, um, the designs were simple, but yet still you had to use supports. But over time, as the designers uh, evolved the techniques, how to make stuff to be printable without supports. Now, uh, I mean, some, some of the prints uh, we, we showcase here, they are printable completely without supports. And 10 years ago, we would think that is bonkers. And I would say that this is a quite good analogy to what you are doing, because uh, in the 3D printing world, a lot of people think that it cannot be done any differently. But uh, I bet 99% of the people, when they uh, when they see your designs, they think, oh, I, I just don't have like the multi-material or the palette. Yeah. I, I can't I actually, Good job. I, I actually find it a compliment every time I someone leaves a comment beneath one of my posts or something, or uh, <laughs> saying, you know, oh, I don't have an MMU. It's like, you don't need it. It's, you know, um, it, it's just layer change, you know, color changes here and there uh, on yeah. the whole. Yeah. yeah. As long as you've got the filament colors, you're fine. Just rock on and crack them out your printer. I've got the. One of the things that. S on here. Yeah. It's so cute. And the brochure. Yeah. And I mean, and. I mean, even if I have, you know, all the MMUs in the world, uh, I can have all the pallets, all the multi-material printers. I still think if I can print something without uh, having the hassle of having multiple materials going at the same time or multiple tool heads, uh, I, I will just go for the simple version. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. M MMU is a very complex machine. And especially once you go to like five colors or even more, yeah. if you want to do like a color change, like combining the MMU color changes with like manual filament swaps, like like if you want like eight colors. Oh my God, that is so complicated versus just yeah. printing, you know. Shout out to Tom, out to Tom Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And, and one, of the things that, one of the things I really appreciate appreciate about your designs and, and I think your designs are a great thing for up and coming up and coming designers to look at of how your process works is you know some of your parts will be will be glue ups um so it's not just a color change you'll you'll just have two parts that you just glue together um but you kind of find simple ways to register a lot of those glue ups so that you don't have to worry about mm -hmm. something floating away there'll be like a little indent that something will fit down into uh so that the the glue up locks in in a perfect place and i i really appreciate that i mean for, i mean i mean especially in the little cities as well i mean yeah uh, i it, for me, it's not just having like a playability once it's actually printed. Actually, the assembling it is also supposed to be quite fun as well. So, yeah, yeah a lot I, of fun. A good example there is like the the roof on the top of the the Prusa factory. There, like it actually has little alignment slots. So when you go to mm -hmm. to glue it in, it's not just floating around. It locks into place, which you know I I really appreciate. <laughs> we actually the have funny thing. The, the original Prusa mates, um, I actually designed that in response to so many people asking me the question, can you print a 3D printer? <laughs> and I got so annoyed with always having to explain, actually, you can. It's like I just designed, you know, I thought just designed a little Prusa mate in response to it. So, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, they are. They I, are I definitely adorable. I want to ask you, is there a day job uh, like toy designer? No. It could <laughs> no, be. I actually do finance and admin. It's the complete opposite of no, not, not it designing. It should be your day job. Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah. 
it's, it's something for me to aim for, but yeah. <laughs> but I, I like the appreciation mates and also like the printer team designs because they've got that sort of like Pixar sort of aesthetic to them. And I, I just think they're adorable. And the, the core of them, I mean, I just like the idea of like being able to make people smile or laugh just by viewing them. And, you know, they're just, they're great fun. So. Yeah, and and you have you have some other designs outside of those two care those two kind of care categories. Sorry, up on on Proof mm -hmm. Printer. So you have uh, you have some other like uh, simplified action heroes. I, I think would be a good way to say it, right? Like you have the, mm -hmm. the Flash and and uh, some oh, other. The... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what it what I, the original one was just a P. And all it was was just a ball with eyes. And but again, it was just so adorable. I just had to, <laughs> you know, um, make it printable for people and then shared it online. But um, this was actually the Flash P was actually for my nephew because he's a massive Flash fan. Uh -huh. So, you know, I, I just had to, you know, give him yeah, like and, little and, things like that lot. And I and like Joe the Batman loves Batman. Oh. Yeah. Well, the symbol looks like its mouth, and now I've mentioned it, you'll never unsee it. I mean, but it is kind of, uh, it suits it because it kind of looked like uh, two vampire, vampire teeth. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so what kind of inspires you to make some of these characters? Like, you know, the the kind of the Christmas tree that you have out there, and and some of the the other kind of like off the wall characters that that you've made. Um, that's a really really good question, actually. Um, it, it just depends on the actual time. I mean, I mean, for like the, the Flash, obviously, um, a present for my nephew for Christmas. The Batman was actually a present for my brother. Uh, sorry, my brother-in-law. Um, the I did a Superman as well, which I've shared with patrons, and that's a present for my um, my brother. But um, in regard, it just uh, for me, it's all like I'm trying to capture like an adorable cuteness behind them. And so, I mean, for the printers, I mean, that started off with the original Prussian mate getting ticked off with people asking me, "Can you 3D print a 3D printer?" And then. But also, I remember at the time as well, because we're going through the whole COVID thing. I mean, that was a few months actually into it. And uh, it reached a point where I thought to myself, you know, I think it's time people smile and get happy. And, you know, so, you know, I came up with the original Prussian mate. But, I mean, it became quite popular. And I had people messaging me saying, can you please design a mini version as well? And it's just escalated from there. And I, I love designing them. So, yeah, you know, I'll keep spurring them out. But, yeah, it's... Pure, stupid, idiotic, childish imagination. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I think. Go ahead. I can, tell, I, I can tell you, as you said, that you, you like to make people smile. Uh, you definitely ha had like ninety-nine percent of our factory smiling because <laughs> it was going, it was going everywhere, and everybody just loved it. Yeah, really, I think right. that really kicks up, kicks into the the whole thing of all of them. Like, you know, <laughs> even not the characters, even the tiny cities. Like, everything has a level of like joy to it that. Uh, is something that that yeah I think we've we've all really needed this year and so it's been a nice little nice little addition like it's perfect well, timing for these these little things that are nothing but happiness. 
Well, with the little cities, I mean, especially when I was growing up, I loved like the old, the uh, like the original micro machines, the cases you can connect together, uh, as well as those like the Mighty Max sort of toys you got as well. You know, opened them up and they had a world inside them. But um, I'm always remember with like the original micro machines, the roads never really matched, or mm. you know, there, there wasn't enough color. So. You know, the little cities, they're, they're very colourful and the roads match when you interlock them as well. And yeah, it's all like, I like the idea of creating the world and expanding the world as, you know, as I actually create more, more designs. And... Yeah, it, that was ac that was actually something that, that uh, in my notes, like it sprung to me too, was like the little cities remind me so much of micro machines growing up mm. and, uh, you know, how much how much fun there is in that kind of you know, super tiny, tiny world kind of situation. Uh, I, I know we were talking a little bit before you came on about uh, Little Cities and some of the inspiration there um, and and how in some ways with Little Cities, you have too much inspiration. Your list just just keeps on growing and growing and growing. Um, what what kind of like excites you? What what do you see that makes you say like that needs to be the, the next thing in Little Cities like? Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, it's like, uh, actually, yesterday, I was thinking to myself, um, okay, so what's the next one? And I was looking at my list, and there's about 30 on there of potentials that I'm going to create. And I just suddenly uh, thought to myself, well, um, there's a documentary I watched on like one of those giant um, radio telescopes. And I was like, actually, I have to do that. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that, and I was excited, because it's something that's unusual. It's a you know, really interesting building, but it would also make an incredibly good fun toy as well. So, yeah, it's uh, it it just needs to be something that actually initially grabs you. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, all of them, I think, instantly have like clicked, just like just like you say, of like they're they're so recognizable as to what they are and and seem so so familiar you know every everything is you know even in the little cities i, I see everything as kind of a caricature um mm -hmm. and just really kind of honing in on on what what makes that thing you but, you, you mentioned know, caricatures pixar. Are, are normally yeah it's it, it's very very big pixar aesthetic yeah. Like mm, I yeah. can really really see that like if that was the inspiration it definitely has has the vibe but also just look like a technical thing I just looked at what was I looking? Oh yeah, at the superhero. When I was looking in the 3D view, like you also like I don't know if it was like intentional, but I think you picked like a really. They are so smooth, like even the STLs. Like and the file isn't huge. This is like 20 megabytes. Like a lot of people made the mistake of exporting kind of rough uh, resolution of the meshes when they're this smooth. This actually is super smooth, so that will print yeah. very nicely. Well, I'm, I'm glad you like my smooth STLs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. Not all STLs are so smooth. Well, I mean, for me, it's important to make it as easy as possible for people to actually print them as well. So what I'll do, I'll organize all of the parts, uh, all of the STL uh, STLs together. But then I actually put them through into like a different slicing software cut it all up, make sure it's all level to the actual bed, and then position them so they're all quite close. So for anyone who doesn't actually have a, uh, you know, a MK3 or Prusa Mini sort of like size build plane, you know, they should still be actually, you know, be able to print them. I mean, this is probably printable on SLA if like, the resolution seems like, I mean, unless you print it huge, 
Like, it mm. would be super smooth even on SLA with the res resolution you picked, which is nice. I've, I've never tried it. Be, I, would, I would like to see it, though. Well, <laughs> I know David is watching, our, our, our master of printer and painter. So here's, here's a request, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll send David a message and I'll put in a request. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, so, you know, talking about that resolution, uh, it really kind of brings into the the tool sets that you're using and things. Um, yep. What is what are you primarily designing in um, as you're you're working on all of these? Uh, well, believe it, I actually use um, the old one two three D design primarily. Uh, oh. So I, mean, I, I can use um, SolidWorks and Fusion three sixty, but I've always just found one two three D design is just so much quicker and cleaner as well. And uh, even though it's not actually supported anymore and hasn't been for a number of years, yeah. it, it still actually works fine on my PC. And um, yeah, I just love it. I have used Blender 3D in the past as well. I've done courses on it and, you know, Blender 3D, I love. I think it's absolutely amazing. But again, with 1-2-3D design, it's just so much quicker and easier. So yeah, yeah so that's the primary software. Mikolas, uh, I saw Mikolas how he's like eyes are brighter when he, you mentioned Blender, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, one two three D design it kind of disappeared, but I think it was like the perfect middle step be, be, between like uh, Tinkercad, which is maybe a little bit too simple, but <laughs> and Fusion three sixty. I uh, I all I remember it was something in the middle, and there's nothing yeah, like it that. It perfectly bridged the gap between Tinkercad and Fusion 360, but it was in its own right. It was still really, really good, powerful software. And, but um, I mean, Fusion 360 is great for like engineering and so is SolidWorks and all of that lot. But if you just want something very, yeah, one, two, three D design is just great for. I mean, quickly mopping if up it designs. if it works, like. I guess why switch? Like, sure, yeah. new softwares get updates, but I mean, most of the mm. time it's nothing really that life changing. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I've, I've found if I end up with like far too many mo models or geometry, we're actually within uh, within it, then it will start crashing like the clappers. But other than that, absolutely fine. And if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, so. right, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I still think that one to three uh, D is uh, missed because uh, Fusion three hundred and sixty it just seems too overwhelming for a lot of people when they are just wanting hmm. uh, to try out. It needs so a simple somebody, mode. Yeah, yeah. Or if somebody from Autodesk is uh, listening, they they should bring it back. Yeah, I think I really do think they should bring it back. And it's a shame they got they uh, stopped supporting it because it was a, a great program. And again, it is brilliant between Tinkercad and Fusion 360. It's, um, I think if you go to Tinkercad and then you leap straight to Fusion 360, it really is too much for them, you know, and it is quite overwhelming. I see. So yeah, I, I really wanted to bring it back. I see super cute message in the chat from Spencer. And that's that's mm -hmm. that's such a great idea. He's using your mate models. He, he printed them. Uh, okay. He has a printer on the way, but you know, lead times so yeah so, so he packed uh, well he, basically uh, his daughter will will find your your prusha mini mate un oh. under the christmas tree so that she has you know something to oh. you know under it while she waits for the printer which is which is really cute that's, that's really adorable <laughs> and that's the thing it's all like the prusha mates and the little cities they've proven really really popular with kids as well so you know it's yeah it's absolutely great designing them 
Did, did you have something in there, Joe? Uh, I, I mean, I was just going to say that I, I always have the chat opened on my phone, but I, I just, I have no idea how you guys are keeping up with the chat. <laughs> it, it is, it is tough. I was, when Mikolas told it, I was trying to find the message and, and see it, but I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I do have like force. It looks like a, a nuclear power plant headquarters yeah. or something, just screens everywhere. So that helps. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, do, so do you use any other tools, uh, any, you know, physical devices or any other software or anything in your in your design process? Um, are you yeah, like a, spa a space mouse guy or? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm primarily, primarily mouse man, but I, I do actually have a graphics tablet as well. And uh, I use okay. the graphics tablet for uh, whenever I'm doodling in Critter or I actually need to go into Blender 3D and actually sculpt something, which I need to start doing more. I need to start sculpting more. So, it's, but yeah, it's so fun. And I think with the shapes that you're usually going for, like that should be like pretty, like not too steep learning curve for, for sculpting. Like that's, yeah. I'd say like about as far as I got, because once you go to do photorealistic stuff, it's so, so difficult, right? You have to learn anatomy. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, just sculpt bones and, you know, faces yeah. over and over and over to, to start getting it right. But when you go for like something stylized, that gives you a little bit of freedom. You don't have to be so, you know, correct all the time. Well, I mean, uh, one of the things I sculpted, uh, uh, one of the little cities, the quarry, uh -huh. uh, actually look at all of like the, yeah, the rock formation on one of the sides. That was all primarily sculpted. Okay. But, um, so, but yeah, that's about as basic as sculpt as you can actually get. But I mean that's it's great that you you're like all already incorporating it because I think that's right. the best like you know sculpting a rock right like what can go wrong about it but well yeah exactly it, it's practically impossible to make it look bad I know right <laughs> but like how would you, if you try to make it with like a different tool it would be so difficult to, like get it looking organically mm. like a rock well right. in sculpting you just make like a blob and like it's a rock well and yeah. I, I think I think you've tapped into another side of like the the greatness of the modularity of the, the the designs that you're doing is you can do a bulk of the work uh in a you know a faster tool and then because everything is kind of like snapped together glue in place you can uh take specific parts of the the design and you know do that in a, a sculpting program or in some other program that's oh. going to take a little bit longer uh, and then just fit the pieces together. Like you don't have to stick to to one program alone to to make it happen. Yeah. Is it this one? Yeah. Yeah. So that one. So oh, that, that rock formation. That... Uh, that was all actually sculpted in uh, Blender 3D. And uh, the, yeah, the reason for that is because you try doing that in like a CAD program. Yeah, I know, impossible. right? That turned right. that turned out really well, actually. Nice. Yeah, I was really happy, especially with the um, once it actually printed with it fitting together as well. Because I'm quite particular with like the tolerances to make sure the things fit together well, and you know they pop in and off and etc. Yeah, the the way everything fits together is is uh, outstanding. I'm blind. Whatever. Oh yeah. And it's actually quite detailed. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Done with a graphics tablet and one of those pens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I bought a tablet to go sculpting and I've sculpted like three times since I did that. But <laughs> I just like well, gadgets, right? 
Yeah. I mean, with Blender 3D, I've done a couple of like character designs, but um, that's done with like the mesh geometry. So, uh, you know, where you expand it out and then, you know, call, uh, duplicate, expand and duplicate. So I've done a couple of character designs like that, but I have found that like, one of the best things to actually learn sculpting is uh, clothing, for instance, you know, to put um, creases into clothes and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, you know, sculpting is absolutely fantastic because yeah, it's basic. And again, it's a little bit difficult to actually get that wrong. So. It's, it's a great skill to just, even if you learn the very basics, I, I really like urge everyone that's watching to just, you know, like make a rock or like make a like a scratch or a crease in a model that you made in a cat or something like it's just yeah. try it a little bit and you you're like realize that it's actually quite simple to to get the basics of it right yeah that's right it's it will seem really really intimidating offhand yeah i mean the idea of sculpting so yeah you're right you know rocks and, and stuff like that and we have a, we have a fun side of of this particular stream in that that our our final guest um uh actually has a, a very major like sculpting background uh traditional <laughs> hand sculpting and everything else so talking to him on the the other side about uh uh his his sculpture side because i i know jason uh finds the the kind of old school sculpting and then moving into the digital side uh easier for him to wrap his head around than like the mechanical cad that a lot of us do because it's you know mm. kind of two two different trains of thought. I'm um, actually looking forward to watching the next guest. So both Joe Tellin and uh, Jason. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we obviously go ahead, Joe. <laughs> you, you always you're like a bulldozer. You're always going, going. And uh, but uh, I, I was going to say that it is like the nature of human psychology that, you know, even though something is actually quite easy. We have we rebuild like walls uh, in our head that you know it is too complex that yeah. uh, I can never learn how to do that. But as Mikolas said, like just try to add like scratches onto your normal design and mm. get comfortable with it. Uh, I remember it, and you know, all when, when we are teaching or telling new people about 3D printing, you always see it. I mean, I will never be able to do that. I'm like saying uh, always. This is much easier than to uh, than to do uh, like uh, text formatting in Microsoft Word. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is funny because it's all like whenever I hear that, oh, I'll never be able to do that. It's sort of like it's it, it's always a little bit strange for me to hear because I've always got a perspective. Is that well, no, you will be able to do it. You just need to dedicate dedicate time towards it. It's like with anything that's worth pursuing. It's um, you know uh, all, wise words. Yeah, it's. I mean, um, um, I mean, I, I, I love design. I love creating like, the pressure mates and the little cities and everything else. But um, again, it's all come with experience. It's come with knowledge. And, you know, it's all like if you get an idea. I mean, if someone decides they want to build a, their very own 3D printer, then, you know, let them. It's all like think of the stages you need to actually get there to create your own 3D printer. It's um, you know, there's it, everything it, worthwhile is with me. Is it is it breaking up just for me? Is it? Uh, no, I'm I'm getting getting a little break up too. Okay, we we are we are losing you a little bit, but it still got through most of it, Neil. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it just got yeah. a little you bit. You can hear me okay now, though. Yeah, now it sounds fine. It was just a little bit robotic near the near the end. That's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I think the good kind of the good kind of point there is like, you know, none of us were born knowing how to do these different things. Like it's all just a matter of, of practice and putting the time in. And so, you know, Joe Joe uh didn't oh, didn't Joe didn't pop out knowing how to design a 3D printer. Uh he, you know, put his his put his time in and uh <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure the original parts on the the simplified Mendel were not the very first parts that that the that sculpted or that were designed. That you know, it was a process. Uh, I, I, I mean, I actually think that you know that they were the, the, the parts uh, were one of the first I designed. I learned how to design on on the on the first machines I made because yeah. you know I, I was lazy and the original metal was too too hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There were just maybe, way too many screws. Yeah, it's, uh, so maybe even like my lack, um, maybe even my lack of uh, skills uh, at the beginning with the CAD software, or I, I mostly use CAD program it. So maybe that forced it to be even simpler than uh, I would, you know. Yeah, it, it was very very hard to do some like fancy stuff, like. And, and stuff. That's true. Yeah. Actually, once you like master modeling, it it gets easy to overcomplicate things. So sometimes it's nice <laughs> yeah. to just take a step back and go like, do I really need to model it this way? What if I just turn the whole thing mm. upside down? And what if there's like a much simpler way? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but before we before we lose you, uh, just a, a couple last things. Uh, you kind of hinted on a little bit, but you know we love all the things that you're you're uploading to Prusa printers, and there's a huge collection there. Like you're becoming a very prolific designer on Prusa printers, and we we yeah, love it. <laughs> um, uh, but I know you have some other models out there for um, uh, Patreons and things like that. Where mm -hmm. where can people where can people find you? Uh, uh, so yeah, I am on Patreon. I've been on there for about two months. So I'm still a bit of a newbie on that, uh, as well as Twitter as well. Uh, under the same name, Neil, uh, same name, Neil Three D Prince. Link, Fantastic. Link in chat. And, yeah. And do you have any? Uh, do you have any like hints for us? Any uh, any sneak peeks or anything of of anything that might be coming up? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> very direct <laughs> i mean that's fine i i mean i mean th I, that's probably just how we need to start treating all the all the questions that we get of like you know do you, hey guys do you have anything to tell us about the excel no no um. <laughs> so well there's one design that's coming um it's a um similar to a little city it's called uh, i've called it a little place there. And it's like Mario themed, but it's not ready yet. So. Ooh, nice. Cool. Love me some Mario. Yeah, that's super exciting. Um, all right. Well, we we really appreciate you you being on the show. Um, yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, if you want to stick around, we're probably going to pull all the guests back in together at the the end. Um, but cool. yeah, uh, we we will we will chat with you shortly. Thanks. Cool. We'll see you soon. See you. See you soon. See ya. <laughs> Oh, that was fun. I, I I love his pieces. And and yeah, I hadn't really kind of entirely touched on until this this talk about like how much ever all of his works are just like little joyous things. Like they just make you happy and uh it's it's really great. It's also nice to to, you know, have a face uh behind a nickname on Prusa printers and someone you just yeah. know online. It's always nice right. to, to to even though it's online to meet the person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, Joe, it looks like you're having a lot of fun with your your fidget toy there. So the the clamp works for more than just clamping. Yeah, I mean, uh, I am known to fidget a lot. Yeah. No. Uh, so uh, talking about Prusa Live and talking about all the the things that that Neil has put up there and and such, uh, we do have or sorry, Prusa printers. Um, uh, and looking at, at his prints, we do have our Prusa Live contest that goes on uh, for every episode. And uh, before we we kind of jump into this week's winners, uh, we want to apologize that that last week, uh, yeah. OBS, or last episode, uh, OBS crashed on us and we didn't quite get to... Uh, yeah, we didn't quite get to, to announcing all of last last episode's winners. Um, we kept on going. We we finished the show. Yeah. We just didn't realize that that you guys weren't hearing us at home. Um, so we're gonna take a just a quick second to uh, go back over the people who won from the last episode, so that you know they get they get their their moment of of credit uh, that they well deserve. That that's a good idea. I mean, be sure that David Hewlett loved your prints. I'm so sorry yes. that you couldn't see it, but <laughs> yes. he really loved them. So that happened. Okay, so let's yeah. let's go over that right now, I guess. Yeah. So why don't we just quickly go over where what actually the the uh, stream still still caught, and that's the that's the third place. So yeah, this is where we ended up, and that was the uh, Fab Three Six Five folding Jeep by uh, by Indisam. So the second place that you unfortunately didn't see is by Jordan and it's this amazing waist from like a color changing silk filament. Yeah, we were raving about the colors and how the yeah. the color changing filament is just perfect for this yeah. compared to other like more uh geometrical stuff. Yeah, Maybe. it's just it just turns out as a beautiful beautiful effect and also uh, the, yeah, the MMU uh front plate for the mini I liked it too. Yeah. Not to mention the colors, like actually it's a good combination. I think it's it works together together the, the like blue and Oh orange. yeah. Yeah. Okay, and for the for the winner from the last stream, that's Nick Snyder and this absolutely incredible holiday print where if I remember correctly what, what I pointed out was the the white sparkles in the red which works so it's so smart, it works so well like like a snow on the roof, which is which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it gives it gives the roof texture. It's like snow on the roof, or a little bit like yeah. the the kind of the the sand of of tiles uh, or of of roof shingles or or something like that. Like it it totally yeah, yeah takes it to yeah. another it, it, another it, level. It gives it a great texture and yeah. combined with like very nice organic looking model. I mean, you just ninety nine percent of the people. Seeing the seeing it in the real life, they wouldn't even doubt that uh, they. They would never thought about 3D printing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It, this looks so good. I probably wouldn't have thought from the distance that it's 3D printed. Yeah, I'm really hoping that this designer like continues on and, oh. and you know over the over the the next you know couple of years we end up with an entire Christmas village you know kind of carried on from from these designs. We actually have Nick in chat. Woo! Nice, Nick. Oh, wonderful. That's you. Woo! Congratulations. Okay. So those were the last stream winners, and we do have three more for this stream. So yes. let's me let me just you know do my jingle jungle OBS. Don't crash, please. Pretty please. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of stream to go today. Yeah. that we don't want OBS to crash on us. 
Okay, so I'm. I just want to make sure that I, I don't mix the the <laughs> order. So this is the third. This is the third. This is the second. And this is the first. Oh my! God. Too too many taps. I'm sure I'm not the only one to. Oh no. Who, who, who's guilty of that? Okay, so just. I'm I'm gonna triple check. Okay, I think I think I think we can go. Okay. Okay, so the third place I really like. I really really like. Maybe because I just finished Mandalorian, but this this was hard this week for sure. Yeah. I, I I started watching Mandalorian uh, during the we uh, during the weekend. It, and I must say, it is as good as everyone tells me. It's so good. Oh my god! If you haven't finished, I mean, have have you finished it? Not yet. No, I haven't finished it yet. But I mean, from my point of view, it is the best Star Wars I ever saw. Yeah. I I I finished this season, and I might be the only <gasps> person out there that's I might be the only person out there that's cranky about it. So. Really? Uh, okay, we can chat about yeah. that later. I'm looking <laughs> yeah, we'll forward to that. <laughs> no, no spoilers. Anyway, this is. MP Carlo and his awesome lightsaber build. I, I actually put together like a super quick article about last minute gifts and I think this is a great uh, candidate for like a Star Wars fan uh, who you forgot to get a gift or if you just want to get him one more because even uh, though... I mean, but printing this nicely, I mean, it would be a, you know, better have multiple printers, I would yeah, say. It's like, it's a little bit of a crunch to get it done, but it's not super complicated, you know, it's like what free prints if you merge the prints by color and it's not super difficult parts they will probably print fine even if you know don't set it up perfectly so it's doable still yeah and yeah, it's definitely fun. it's definitely a fun print also but you you guys have more time right oh yeah they have uh, they have one extra night right yeah oh, oh okay right Right, because because Christmas for us is is on Christmas Day on the twenty fifth. I know uh, I've recently discovered that in the Czech Republic they celebrate Christmas Eve more than they celebrate Christmas Day. Yeah, and so yes, this is this is the eve of your Christmas Eve. So we appreciate <laughs> you guys taking the time to be with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, tomorrow it starts, but yeah. Well, yeah. also great great choice of Prussiament colors. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it works very well. Okay. Well, All right. So what do we have for number two? Number two, and it's IR Blinks with this Christmas tree holder for like a candle. You can, I guess you could use like a tea candle, but better use like the LED one. That's safer. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, IR Blinks has really been kind of uh, kind of rocking it with the, the Christmas tree prints this year. Um, totally. I actually have... I actually have a couple of his his other designs right here. His his modern his modern Christmas tree. Uh, um, one sec, I'm gonna make you full screen. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this that I have a very famous model. Yeah, I have it in the Mystic Green, and I have it in the the Oh, oh My Gold. Um, and they both they both look great. But uh, uh, there have been a ton of these being printed out oh, yeah. out there this year. I actually will call this uh, personally. I will call this the the uh, seasonal print of the year. I've seen more of these going around uh, social media and places than, uh, or in our Discord also. Um, 
than any other kind of holiday print. And uh, I printed both of these in base mode. They print so they're totally hollow. Uh, they print super fast. Uh, IR blanks has really kind of been been kicking butt with the holiday prints this year. Okay, and are we going for the for the big winner for a of the holiday oh. Christmas stream? <laughs> and it's Tim Searles with his Grinch MMU print. Yeah, this is this is so cute and it's so good. Um, spot on uh, colors. Again, again, color choices are just spot on. Uh, it's it's really a great print. Oh, nice. Did he... That looks... Maybe, is it just the perspective? No, uh, we, we have the feature I that... I know, yeah, uh, right? You don't have to go to the uh, height of the model. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also, it's it's just red on top, so that helps, too. Right. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so nice. So cute. Good yeah. job. Yeah, very adorable uh, little model. Tim, are you in the chat? Mm. I don't know. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah, he is. And he's saying that, oh. he, that he did use no sparse layers for the wipe tower. Awesome. Hi, Tim. Congrats, Tim. Awesome print. I mean, this model was like more suited for MMU printing, I guess. Oh, sorry, uh, SLA printing with how like small it is. But actually, it turned out pretty awesome with FDM. So impressive. Very much so. Okay, so that's it for. This this streams picks from Prusa printers. Prusa Life. Oh no, actually, I'm mixing multiple things. It's just Prusa Life picks from Twitter. So, are we going for another guest? Guest? I think so. Yeah. So, sorry, I was replying back to someone in the chat real quick. Uh, for those asking for the the IR blinks, uh, the Christmas tree model. Uh, link to the Christmas tree model. Uh, I don't have that on me this very second, but I will uh, I will add it to our Discord later. So if you join our Discord, um, and let's see, can I, can I get you a Discord link? Uh, yeah, there's a Discord link. Uh, if you join our Discord, uh, I will make sure that this is in the Prusa Live channel after we're done with the show uh, for any of you guys that want to want to download it and print it. So uh, otherwise, it's on Prusa Printers. It's the the modern Christmas tree by our IR blinks. If you want to actually look, look nice. Um, all right, so uh, we have our our next guest for for today's show. Um, I I don't think we need a huge introduction to this gentleman. I'm sure most of you uh, all know Joel Telling, the 3D printing nerd, um, and he is going to talk a little bit about his uh, uh, his Christmas picks. Let's see, Joel. Are you there? There he is. Hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right, the What's up? Yeah, there you go. Good morning. Uh, good evening. Yes, good whatever it is to everyone. Good whatever it is. And so <laughs> uh, it's it's getting late. It's getting late over in Prague, but it's it's still early for you. Uh, it is. It is. It is just before one o'clock here on the West Coast, Best Coast. There you go. Uh, Okay, uh, so Joel, uh, when when I got in touch with you and said, "Hey, why don't you come on the show?" We we had a little talk, and I was like, "Why don't you just like show off some of your last minute Christmas pre present ideas, like things that you yeah. can print to give away as gifts?" 
Yeah. Well, and like you were talking about earlier, we do have a little bit more time here because we, we typically celebrate on Christmas Day and it's right. uh, well, it's it's a little past noon on the 23rd. Plenty of time. You want me just to like jump into it? Yeah, let's yeah, do I it. Think, I think that'd be great. OK, again, first again, one. We do, I don't think we have to do a lot of I mean, intro for you because like people know I mean, who you are. Right. I mean, like, the chat I, I was saying Maybe like Joe telling who, you know, right? yeah, <laughs> I would understand. They, they should, too. I mean, it should just I mean, be it should just be this hair. Just, you know, kind of like got it Joel, people, okay. people, people want content. They got, they don't just want to listen to us mumbling all the time, you know. <laughs> I'm, I, know. I, I am enjoying it. Can, yeah, I'm completely convinced that everyone is just here just to see your shining face, Joe. That like uh, the rest of us could just go away and, and and kind of like kind of like those videos on YouTube of like a a, a fireplace burning for eight hours. It could just be you like smiling <laughs> at people for. Oh, <laughs> oh my I, god! I, I, I wouldn't wish this to my. <laughs> I just uh, need. Uh, a 10 hour video of Joe sipping rum next to a fireplace. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll see what I can That'd do. Be fantastic. <laughs> how, how long is it since we last uh, drank rum? That is a long time. I can't remember. Uh, let's see. I remember, was it Vegas for CES like three years ago? Uh, well, definitely be. But I mean, it, it just everything melts together because when we drink rum, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I have a hard time believing it wasn't Prague. Uh, oh, it was probably, yeah, it was probably yeah. Prague Maker Fair. A year ago, yeah. 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 Well, Good times. No, I, I think we saw each other after that. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we um, know each other for a long time. It's been a while. It's been a long time. There was, uh, I still remember the Mark II. Um, I did, uh, my, my daughter Sydney did the little uh, Pikachu army. Uh, on the build plate when we when when she did that print that was probably one of my favorite times i remember when you you guys visited and we got to unbox the mark ii in my yeah. garage and you were right. almost late for the airport i was yeah, you, that was you, pretty good almost missed the flight and we were uh, i mean i was i was uh, i don't know how to say it uh, gently but uh, there was sweat coming of my face <laughs> everywhere because we were just sprinting from the airport sprinting well joel, luckily joel, i i would be careful bringing up the mark ii i know that there's some people around here that are are a little unhappy with you on on the mark ii from the most recent video so <laughs> we might want to we might want to keep that on the, the down oh, oh man. True. yeah I, the term is sir why don't uh, you just take support like every other I, customer <laughs> <laughs> i i saw a thumbnail but I, I didn't have time to watch. Should, should, should I watch that video, guys? No, 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 no. please. <laughs> oh, no, no. But the Bark 2 is going to get upgraded. Okay. And, and played around with. And so it was almost like it was a spare part in waiting, right? It was it was right there. I mean, there you so go. you made an ancient mark with a heritage into like a donor printer. It's going to my my goal was to uh, get a uh, do a bear upgrade with it. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, uh, uh, Joel, um, <laughs> uh, but before we before we go too before we go too deep into your bear downgrade, um, let's uh, let's move on to. Uh, oh, now you're killing me. Can I can I buy from you? <laughs> I will hold off on doing anything to the machine at all, and we will preserve it in all its glory. And I will, I will do something else. We are slowly getting into a stage that you know, uh, 
we try to keep like version uh, pieces of printers from like each of the era of the company but sometimes we just realize we don't we don't have them so we are looking for the interesting printers from their earlier ages so we value the you know the printers with heritage i would i would way more i i would be way more happier if uh, if the printer could fulfill uh, a space in your heart, then if it could be changed <laughs> in any way in my studio, Aww. so I will I will keep it as is. I mean, and it, I will it, hold on it, to it for you. It, it wasn't by any means anything against the bear upgrade. I'm just like you know these machines, they are like my babies. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and I'm taking apart your baby. It's just putting effect. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. No. All right. All right. So. Uh, Christmas prints, because because we could go go on forever. We could. There, there's could, there's could a re there's a reason why I like didn't write a lot of script for your section because I was like, oh, <laughs> it's this this is just gonna go off the rails. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, it happens. It I, I, happen. I've learned I've learned my lesson after after writing the script for David last last episode. That yeah, that was great. Awesome. See, see, yeah. yeah. Joe needs rum. <laughs> Joe needs rum. Or did you say Joel yeah. needs rum? The people have Honestly, the people have spoken. Do. I could, yeah, yeah. I was gonna so, say tell, tell YouTube policies that. So yes. So my first print, the first Perfect. print that I would love to talk about as being a great gift. It's uh, it's going to be that phone stand that went really popular. Oh yeah. Uh, that I printed on the mini. I remember everybody started printing that, and I laid out the challenge. <laughs> oh my! I, I but, I'm so lame. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. But, that, but besides the point, it just—it uh, was magical in how the print turned out, and because because it prints like this on the bed, and then the the way these shapes kind of stick out, the way light casts shadows, and the way it just holds onto something so easily, whether it's in the back or the front or the back or the front, whatever you want to call it. Uh, what I did though is I doubled the scale. And I went a little bit larger. And so not only does this hold devices, but you could imagine this as being a cookbook holder. You could put this in the kitchen yeah. and have oh, a cookbook yeah. above the uh, the countertop while you're making something, or you could have your iPad here and you're watching the latest Bruce alive while you're doing your cooking or whatever. Um, you could easily, easily switch it to this side and put whatever you're doing over here and have something up here, maybe a, a mount for a camera or something. And this could be your little, your little platform. I just, I love the look of it. And I, I wanted to see it a little bit larger. And I mean, it doesn't, it does not disappoint. Yeah. I really, really enjoy this awesome. model. Uh, I, do, I've, do I've loved how, go ahead, Joe. Joe, uh, do you yeah. cook? Do I cook? Yeah. I took home ec at like the ninth grade. I took, uh, I know how to sew stuff and I know how to cook. <laughs> yeah, perfect. because you just like on the first go, you said like, this is perfect for a cookbook. Yeah, I love, uh, well, I mean, I a, a nice clean counter in the kitchen. Uh, I just, uh, I don't get the chance to cook a lot right now. Uh, but I mean, do you guys know the channel uh, Struggle Meals? Have you ever heard of it? Mm -mm. No. This guy, Frankie, uh, what's his name? Frankie Silenzia. I think he his idea is doing cooking using ingredients you have or reducing the cost of the, the per meal. Oh, yeah. That you would, yeah, that yeah. would do wonderful, wonderful content. But something like this, if you you have it up here on your on your counter and you have uh, struggle meals playing on your iPad and you're putting something together. So uh, just something like this. Plus, what's really great is 
any 3D print, you're going to be able to customize it in a way that other items wouldn't be customized, you know, with multiple colors, multiple materials. Um, I think, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Graphic Tommy, right? Tommy on uh, Twitter, he did, he did this print, but he did some inlaid resin in here. Yeah, I did. I did laser cut uh, yeah, wooden inlays. That's on, right. On mine. That's, not... that's, so that's one of the things a... I really enjoyed about this print was all the fun ways that people found to uh, to customize it. Like you, like you're saying, like yeah. people were people were doing uh, uh, different color infills and then not not printing the the flat sides so that you could see down into the infills. There were there were a lot of really great innovative prints that, that went on have... with that. I don't have mine. I did one where I did, um, I didn't do any top or bottom layers. And when it right. printed, I had the, I think it was the circle uh, sort of infill pattern. And so it, it, it almost turned it into a, a compliant mechanism because it was harder to move one way than the other because of the way the infill kind of was. So it was, yeah. it was, a, it was a fun experiment too. Super neat. Uh, All right. So there we go. That's the first one. First one. Available on producerprinters.org, of course. Link in chips. Uh, the second one. Oh, let me let me have a sip of my. Oh, hmm. oh, oh. What's that? What's that? What oh, that? oh, look at that. Hey, is that is that? This is a like very very simple print, but you can customize it in ways that really like... sort of make it a special gift. It's just a, it's a very simple cup holder. It's got a wider base and it's got a hole at the bottom so there's no suction and it kind of tapers like this. The original purpose for this was when I made my really big open RCF1 car and I attached it to the car and drove it through the drive through at my local coffee shop and they put it in there. So I was like, okay, well, this works out. Well, then obviously I can use it as a cup holder, uh -huh. especially if I'm using um, really hot coffee or uh -huh. like an Americano, which uses steam uh, boiling water. Uh, something like this, it's going to save your hands. Uh, it can be painted in ways that make it look cool and customized for any relative or friend. Plus, with the wider base, it really makes it um, appropriate to put on a desk. And so there have been times on my desk right here where I will accidentally knock something over because my hands are just flailing all over the place. And what this does is, is it keeps things a little bit safer because of that wider base. It lowers the center of gravity and it makes things so they can't tip as much. I like it. And, uh, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's super simple, but, uh, it's got that really nice little curve right there. It's got a decent sized base and you can customize it by scaling it in various ways to make it fit whatever sort of cup you want. Um, I have been, uh, also little old pens and pencils. Of course. Everything, of course. everything's a pen Everything. Everything. First but that's, uh, oh, oh, go ahead, Jim. Sorry. First thought when I saw it was like that is like a rocket engine nozzle, and coincidentally you put a cup with your uh, jet fuel in it. You know, coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's true. But it I, worked I, out. I, this one, uh, this one is like a CF nylon, I think, when I printed it at the time. But I mean, any sort of really cool iridescent color would work, or uh, one of those color changing filaments, stuff like that. Yeah. Or you could or, just drink. Or you could do. Cold, you could do cold manual coffee. color changes, right? And uh, fill yeah. swaps and, and add all kinds of fun stripes and, and things like that. There's a lot of ways to personalize that. I do like the foot on it that also at, makes it so it's 
it's less tippy. I, I think that's a, a great aspect. Chat is being mind. super helpful. Or you could just drink cold coffee. Well, thanks, I guess. That's... What? Cold coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Savages? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Matt, what's kind of cool, though, with the hole at the bottom, just because this releases, uh, this, so there's no suction force holding right. it in. That's smart. But something like this, you could then use a, a screw and attach it anywhere in your workshop. And so you'd right. have a place to put your coffee that isn't going to knock over. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I really like that idea because uh, you've I knocked over stuff, haven't you? <laughs> oh, same. I knock knock glasses over all the time. I hate it. Yeah. So this out, sounds out in the good. garage workshop. It's way too easy to to bonk stuff because uh, you're like so pulling a big board or something like that. If you want to hear the story uh, of my week, so I also tipped something on my desk, and it was like a can with from olives with the rest of the olive juice and uh, if you are if everyone is a long time mac user you remember the mac safe it was great because you didn't knock anything over when you tripped on the thing but Andre, uh, my business partner he bought us the new mac safes for iphone and it just sucks because you cannot see that the iphone is plugged plugged in and <laughs> i i just took, took off my phone and went uh for a meeting and I this big can of olive juice I spilled it all over my keyboard and all on uh. my shoes and I just hate it because I remember the Mac safe on the MacBooks old MacBooks when they used to be good uh it was wonderful and this thing is just horrible but it sounds we, horrible. Need, we need a system for securing cups on the tables there so, we go yeah. see you, you need to print one of these. Cool. Okay, so that's two. That's that's they are very multi-purpose, easy to print, great gifts. And this third one blows your mind. My it's amazing. My expectations are high. I and I really hope you lower them a lot. <laughs> so I tried to think of something that would be good as a as a gift that would be fun and something that would work as a gift that maybe it's almost like if you give someone um something as a gift that you and that person can then do together maybe you were mm -hmm. to give them a you know some sort of puzzle or something mm -hmm. and then you get to take the time to do it together so what i've got is from a long time ago originally my first venture into 3d printing back in the early days of 2015 i mean not really that long ago uh was making 3d printed cookie cutters and so my third and final <laughs> gift is nice. a poop emoji cookie cutter. My expectations it's, are it's, met. <laughs> it's, a, it's a three inch cookie cutter. And uh, in this one, the eyes and the mouth are set a little bit lower than the cutting edge, uh -huh. just because you don't want it to cut through. You want to make an eye and a mouth impression in the dough. Uh, sugar cookies or uh, like a darker dough sort of cookie would be great for something like this. You obviously frosted cookies, you can use frosting for the eyes and the mouth. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where if you give it to someone, then you can also give them some of your time to do an activity together. And, uh, or, or if you, if it's not safe to do so, you can send that to someone and then have a virtual cookie making session together. Mm -hmm. Also, these work on Play-Doh really well, so you can make lots of fun shapes. And so if you have a bunch of different emojis that maybe you've you've 3d printed you can then give those to someone with some young kids or people that like to play with play-doh and they can make all sorts of fun shapes but this uh 
was one of the first ones I ever designed myself. This was this was extracting shapes in Photoshop and then exporting a 3D model from Photoshop way back in the day. Uh, it's on Prusa printers right now. It's about an hour to an hour and a half to print. Super easy. And uh, I highly suggest you do it. I love it. It's great. So that's that's my that's my third pick. Yeah, I know yeah. I could just say it's a poop emoji, but at the same time, there's a story behind it. And that story, uh, it, it evokes emotions, right? And, and the, the, the ability to, to want to spend time together, whether virtually or in person. And it's poop. Absolutely. And a, a very fitting Christmas cookie for the year. Joel, I exactly. I, I, you know, are you thinking about having like a stand up comedy show? <laughs> no, uh, no, absolutely not. My deep talking about gradation and ta-da. Joe, Joe, we just all of these, all of these go together. I'm gonna have a cooking show. I'm gonna put my iPad here, and I'm gonna have my drink in here, and we're gonna make poop cookies. <laughs> so so uh, th this year, uh, for for my girlfriend, uh, I I printed her. Uh, the also cookie cutters and they were like the uh, the skulls and, oh a nice holiday theme yeah <laughs> yeah but she, she she doesn't like to hear that she she uh, you know she made one of each but she did the traditional designs but you know as the we we bake gingerbread cookies here and when they when they bake they also kind of like Bladder, mm -hmm. and, and it turned out to be like the derpiest skulls you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, you know, the traditional designs. They didn't even have, stand a chance at it. So I, do, do you have a picture uh, how the cookie looks uh, when when you bake the poop? Um, boy, I might. Let me let me see if I have that. I mean, it's. It's been years, literal years, since I've, I've, uh, Joe, do does it, here we go. Yeah. While, does while it, Joel's looking at that, the, that was quick. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Right, come on, focus, focus on the poop. There we go. There you How's go. That yeah, that looks like it may be Play-Doh, but that's okay. The, well, what I would do, so I had an Etsy store where I sold these and I would do tests in Play-Doh to verify that the cut worked and the shape worked. And then I would use those pictures on etsy to uh to sell them that's smart smart perfect it worked it worked out really really well so and there, there was a fun. there was a question in the chat asking uh what would be the the best filament to print uh cookie cutters out of um and i think we discussed <laughs> this a little bit last last week when when joe had had a cookie cutter for his his print of the week um and i see some people popping in already eric Zwim uh is women uh i believe saying that petchy is is the best um yeah i would i would go with petchy our our uh pc blend now has really good heat tolerance um you know pla can work but just be careful cleaning your cookie cutter uh with right. pla because the the hot water is likely to potentially warp your cookie cutter so yeah, one of the things that I've always that I always told people about about 3D printing and cookie cutters they always asked if it was food safe and I I can't give a scientific answer but typically with cookies you're dealing with a mostly dry material or at least not something like wet like water right. or milk it, it's dough it has some moisture but it's uh it's 
it's water and it's it's sugar. And so if you run under lukewarm water pretty quickly, you should be able to clean it off. Yeah. It's PLA. If you're really worried, you could one time use it. I mean, it's an hour print. Right. Uh, but like you said, pet G's, PC blends, stuff like that, what's going to have a little bit higher heat tolerance, you're probably going to be able to clean them a little bit better and have longer lasting cutters as well. Yeah. So, so from the bacteria, uh, bacteria hygiene standpoint, the, it really doesn't matter, but don't, don't, don't quote me on that because you bake the cookies yeah. and it basically sterilizes that. So if any bacteria clings on it, uh, clings from the cookie cutter on the, on the cookie itself, it sh should be fine. But obviously, uh, last time we talked about it, there are much simpler solution than to, you know, coat it and in a food stir resin or something like that. I mean, you can just take a cling film and just stamp it through the cling film. Obviously, sure. you will look at as nice resolution if you want to have really intricate details. But uh... well, if you're really worried about safety in the kitchen and whether or not a cookie cutter is going to have bacteria on it that could make you sick. Um, I'm just just thinking out loud. My guess is the tools you're using to make the dough and your countertop are probably dirtier than the cookie cutter yeah. itself. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's often yeah. what I see, like kind of mixing like something being sterile and like food safe. Like there's bacteria kind of on everything right. all the time. Well, and you're just doing it for yourself. If you were selling this as a business, True. I'm assuming you would be under different regulations. Yeah. But like this is if yeah. you're just making cookies yourself yeah. i've picked stuff off the floor and eaten it i mean i i yeah. can't breathe yeah. <laughs> five second rule but by any chance when we are if we are talking about the bacteria in in the household do you know what is like the filthiest item in in the whole you know uh, whole house phone is a is good it, is it this no no it's the it's the sponge in the kitchen because it is always oh, wet i've heard that i that. I hate wet sponges yeah. in a sink. Yeah. I've actually just, I think it's, is it feature? <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, if, if you take a dirty plate, you just do this and you don't even properly wash it and you happily eat out of it, but it is just like the petri dish for everything. <laughs> yeah. You tend to be, you tend to be able to microwave them from time to time. Oh, yeah. To... This is, this, oh, there we this go. Is, yeah. This might help. That is one of my featured prints. Yeah. Uh, let right. it touch it. Oh, you have it. Okay. Also, Joe, you, maybe you have the cookies, the Prusa cookies that Vercha cooked, baked. No? Yes? The what? 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 Last time Joe had like so these awesome like open hardware logos and Prusa frame and a hot end cookie cutters. Uh, I, I ate them. Oh, come on. Yeah, the, this, this is my filthy sponge. There it is. That's, that's, oh, you have a nice sponge. It's got handles on the side. Like you can grip it. It's not just a flat sponge. It's got some yeah, fancy sponge. Some yeah. details to it. So you can really get in there. <laughs> Joe and his fancy sponges. Uh, so b before we, we kind of wrap this up, uh, Joel, this isn't going to be the only live stream for you today, right? No, no, it is not. Um, I've had a lot of people, including the kind people at Prusa, you may know them, reach out and donate and sponsor prizes yes. for what I'm calling my massive annual holiday giveaway stream. Yes. Uh, I just tabulated everything because people just kept giving stuff. And we have over $30,000 in prizes to give away wow. in, in less than five hours. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I
five hour stream i hope it's less than five but <laughs> there's, i mean there's I, gonna be here let's see i have the spreadsheet right here and if i do this i'm gonna have 137 different winners wow you hear that chat that's fantastic uh, and I will, I will, I will spoil something for the chat. So the uh, Matt, Joe, Mikolash, that Prusa has donated. I mean, I just want to make sure I have this right. I don't want to misquote anything. I have to find it. I, 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 I can, I can say it. I know what it okay, is. Okay, go ahead and say, it. Matt. Matt, what has Prusa <laughs> sponsored as a prize for the massive annual holiday giveaway? Yeah. So uh, one lucky winner is going to go home with a, a Prusa Mini. Um, and so uh, that's a, a nice little nice little Christmas present. It, it'll take a little while to get to you, but there's a Prusa Mini. And um, we also have 10 spools of- 10! Uh, yeah, Prusa Mint Orange ten. Pet G uh, up, up for the, the winners too, so yeah. So, the, so, so Prusa, once the Prusa uh, part of the giveaway happens, you're gonna be entered to win a Prusa Mini and 10 spools of Pet G. It's gonna be a Prusa prize pack and it's just one of the many things that are going to be given away. But a big, I mean, thank you, everybody, for for making this possible. Uh, and thanks for the the mini and yeah. the ten spools of orange pet G from Prusa. I love it. Yeah, we're and that's we're in. Super excited that's going to be six p.m. Pacific right now. It's one sixteen. So like four hours forty five minutes is when we'll start start the festivities. Fantastic. Oh, that is like four in the a.m. here. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> But it's early enough for me, so. I, I mean, I can't, I, I cannot win the pack down. <laughs> you could, I mean, you, you could win other packs. There's other stuff up here that you would love to win. Yeah, but I, I would have to wake up at uh, the far, or how, how do people apply for this? Uh, oh, I'll, I'll tell you right now. So, um, I mean, I'll reiterate it from my stream, but essentially what I'm gonna do, I don't, it's not an, uh, an enter once and then I draw from all of this because each of the prizes I want everybody to have a chance at. Uh, during the stream, I'm gonna open entry for a prize pack for five minutes and then close it off and then draw a winner or a number of winners. And then for the next one, I will open it up for five minutes and then draw winners and then five minutes and then open it up. So that way, um, people who have just joined have a chance at winning stuff. And then people who join later have a chance at winning stuff and this way, um, everybody has a chance at everything, and I, and it should be the easiest way to do it. Uh, it's just even, even at five minutes for entry periods, and then announcing the winners, we're still looking at streaming for like four oh. to five hours. Is it is it U.S. only? It is international. I do have some U.S. only prizes, just because certain things are going to cost oh, yeah, sure. a lot to ship. And um, get it. Uh, it's really hard, I guess, for some companies to ship to the UK because of some Brexit policies. So um, yeah, we, some of those. We, yeah, we, we had to stop shipping to UK now. <laughs> you and yeah. a lot of other people. Uh, but I have I have some US only and I have a whole bunch of international. Yeah, fantastic. I, I, I think we can, we, can, we can drop ship. It doesn't have to go to you and it can go directly to the winner, I guess. Right. right. That's the goal. Right. I'm going to provide I'm going to provide Matt with a winner yeah. name and email and then he's going to take care of everything because he's awesome but but I, I i like the idea that you are drawing the winner you know uh, every five minutes because the suspense would, is the the suspense <laughs> would killing the people for five hours and then you would have to announce like how, how many prices you said, said 137 
137 names. Right, that'd be boring. Yeah, that'd be boring. So we're not going to do that. We're going to make it awesome. Nice planning. I'll try to join if I'm still up. Just take a nap or just keep drinking, one of the two. I haven't started drinking. <laughs> Maybe you should, right? Well, it, it won't be too late for me, so I I will try to, to tune in and check some of it out for sure. Oh, fantastic. I appreciate that. So, Joel, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. This was a bunch of fun. I know you talked about everybody coming back at the end. I do have some things I have to button up, so I won't be able to join you for that. Cool. But uh, but just letting me come on and hang out with you guys it was was a blessing and a joy, and I really appreciate it. Merry Christmas yeah. and happy holidays. Uh, yeah, I cannot wait to holiday. see you in real time sometime soon. Yeah, yeah. Hey, nice yeah someday soon. Bye. Bye, everyone. See ya. Oh, fun times. Uh, shame he couldn't join us, but we'll forgive him. The last time yes. he was in Prague was so much fun. I think that was Maker Fair yeah. Prague. Yep. It was so, yeah. so yeah, much we fun. we were all there with last Pooch year. and Maker Noob and just everyone. It was so, so, so fun. Yes, that was a wonderful Maker Fair. Good times. Yeah. I cannot wait for the next one that's actually going to be like uh, a real we, Maker Fair. We, so. we, we were planning it, but I mean, right. uh, we, we are realists, so it's not going to happen in 2021, most yeah. likely. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we we will we will see when we we finally get there again, um, hopefully. So, um, okay, uh, Mickey, you wanted to to take a few questions here before we we got a hold of our. Uh, I am scouting our, the our next scouting guest. the chat. Yeah. So. Yeah. I so I I have one that we already kind of touched on a little bit. And okay. I think it would be be good to to clarify from, and it came from Twitter earlier, um, from Spaghettiu, um, or something along that line. Okay. Um, uh, he just said he got his his Mark III S Plus, and he's he's super happy with it. Um, uh, but he wants to know what the deal is with shipping to the UK, and if it will continue, um, through the Brexit issue, so he can get a hold of more more Prusament. Um, uh, and so uh, I think clarifying that a little bit for uh, no. our listeners would be great. It is very temporary because, well, right now, because of the new COVID uh, strain, the, the ground mm, transportation is basically gridlock. Also, well, there, there's the Brexit happening at the same time. So, for example, DHL just uh, told us they are stopping to ship ground shipping. So if we had any order order spending, you know, with paid ground shipping, we have to upgrade it to like flying. And also, uh, nobody really knows what is going to happen with like the VATs and stuff. So we know we got something which uh, we should register to, but it, you know, sort of works, sort of doesn't. So we can't register there. So we don't even know if we ship something to UK how legal it would be in, in January. So it is a huge mess. So we are trying to trying to ship as much uh, UK orders before the end of the year. But well, let, let's let's hope for a deal. So this mess uh, is over with. I have a really one that we should probably go over maybe once more at the end. Prusa Slicer, final final version. So release candidate number two is live on GitHub, and like most likely the final version is that version. Like we will probably just rename it and ship it as as the final version, unless we find some like. You know, kind of big bug, and in that case, we would still, you know, fix it and uh, yeah. make a few changes. But most likely, the RC two, the release candidate number two, is pretty much the final version. 
I, I hear that it's running really well for, for people so far. I haven't heard about any anyone crashing it or something like that. I'm not sure we are probably gonna do the actual release in January, I guess. Like the first week of January or something. I don't know. So, so sorry, I, I just saw that people are already grilling me about the bear upgrade. Uh, Brucious Lacer, uh, final, final release. I guess we're, we're going to leave that for January, right? It's nice to have the release candidate out for, for a bit. Yeah, I mean, we, we are not trying to rush it because uh, the development was uh, kind of long. And yeah. we didn't want to, you know, because we want to rush it for a couple of days to have like the buggy yeah. final release and having to do, having to do, uh, uh another fixed release just right after that but uh when when i spoke with Wojciech, uh, we are planning two three one at the end of january or something which will have the native uh, apple m1 uh built for the arm which is pretty snappy yeah so... i mean if you can't wait like i'd say the the current version on on GitHub, the RC2, is is basically stable, so you can totally use it. Even if you wanted to wait for a stable version, this is very much like stable al already. Yeah. So if yeah. if you don't want and, if you don't want to wait, and we could de we could definitely use your help. Um, you know, the only way that we can know that that it is stable and that it is working and that all the bugs are out there is getting as many hands on it as possible. Um, so you know, it would be great if you guys downloaded it. You know, ran it ran it. And if you run into any problems, report those in in on GitHub yeah. so that the the developers know that that there's issues and we can get those fixed as soon as possible and you know get get ready to have the the final version. Keep in mind, it's like good and bad at the same time that the release candidate already uses the the folder of the settings the same as the final version. So you will probably have to if you've used alphas on betas, you will have to move your uh, your configs if you've made any and. If you want, if you want to, don't want to set up anything twice. If you set it, set it up in release candidate, everything is the same folder, or the or all the settings will be ported to the final version automatically, basically. So, yeah, that yeah. that that is that. Also, fantastic. Just I don't uh, know, don't know if you've ever told it, but there will be a new installer for Prusa Slicer, which is kind of exciting, at least for me. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, Nicholas, I will be honest, that is exciting for you. And nobody else. <laughs> really? Yeah, not not a lot of people get super excited about it. Is, it is auto-updating. Yeah. Oh, nice. So Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but it is the installer auto-updating. You have to run the installer and it uh, yeah. oh, No, maybe it's in the app, right? No, you don't. You just yeah. run Push the Slicer X like on your desktop and if we release a new version it will pull it from yeah. Well, so it works only on the Windows that, yeah. that'll that'll fun. be great. Uh, okay, so uh, let's bring in our third, third and final guest for for this show for this evening. Um, our our final guest of the year, actually. Now that I'm thinking Ooh. about it, this is this is the... this is our last stream of 2020 and our last guest of the year and of season one of Prusa Life. I mean, this is it. There we go. Yeah, there, yeah, there we go. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so uh, joining us now is Jason Babler from uh, 2K Games. Uh, I'm bringing him on in here. Jason, there he is. I was so afraid that it would just pop it up with a. a I've been, I've been so afraid of it too. <laughs> <laughs> Always, everybody. Uh, howdy. Howdy. Uh, so yeah. So uh, 
to get out of the way, uh, Jason and I go back quite a ways. Uh, Jason actually used to be my boss over at, at Make Magazine. I always um, call me a boss. <laughs> I didn't say you're a bossy. I just said, you, you, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, Jason and I worked together on some of the uh, the original 3D printing issues and yep. and digital fabrication issues over at Make. And now you are with with 2K Games, yeah. uh, making amazing sculptures of video game characters. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you know chronologically, um, you know. I got exposed to 3D printing uh, through Make Magazine, right? So I was a creative director there and seeing you and all these budding tinkerists, right? Like bringing this this magic box to the table and, and like creating things. It's just like, what is this, right? And this is what, back in... To that, the, the, first, the, first, the first issue of Digital Fab, or the first issue of 3D printing was 2012. I was, I was involved in the 2013 issue. There you go. So... And, you know, really, you know, I've always kind of worked with my hands, too. Um, but traditionally, I'm a graphic artist, right? So, yeah, I'm into the design world and I design on a computer. And for a while, I made some iPhone games. So I made really low poly models in Maya, like over 15 years ago um, for iPhone games. But really, I've been sculpting traditionally because I like to get out from behind the computer. And uh, and this world of 3D printing, even though I was managing as a creative director, you know, all these people like Matt, you and all of the amazing testers that you bring in from all over the world, I still was kind of just a, I was like hands off. I was managing it. I was making a magazine. I enjoyed it, but I never truly appreciated it until I got my first Prusa uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> you know? uh, and the reason I finally dug into it is not only, you know, was I a sculptor, but I, I wanted to do some things that would be faster than me sculpting traditionally. And at the time um, I was working for 2K and I'm in charge of Borderlands 2. This is before we announced Borderlands 3. And I had no budget, right? And we're like, how do we make content to get the audience, you know, um, kind of, I don't know, reinvigorated? Yeah. Um, so that they're there when we're about to announce Borderlands 3, which is of course hush hush at the time. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna buy this 3D printer and the Borderlands, fan base is rabid they they cosplay i think they're one of the most involved cosplayers outside of maybe warcraft you know the blizzard um ips uh they're totally devout and there's a, this diy nature i'm like well i can figure that out right and so i started looking at things that were in the borderlands world and i'm like well what's something nobody's ever done before how can we do giveaways right and 3d printing allowed me to do that because gearbox the maker of borderlands 2k is just the publisher right they had all these great models and i'm like well what if we printed these out nobody's you know a lot of people have made the psycho masks but we have the actual model of all these characters and that's really what kind of led me down introducing 3d printing to 2k games and again i'm on the marketing side i'm not on the development side but i can talk about that a little bit later and so i don't do you want me to do a little show and tell about some of the stuff yeah please that do. we've yeah. given away over the years um, <laughs> can we get so, some of the models on first printers uh, well, I'm not in charge of that, but maybe, right? Um, so I really like this character, Krieg. He's uh, the psycho from Borderlands. And so, um, again, I take these big ZBrush. I, I work in ZBrush, right? I'm an organic modeler, um, more than mechanical. They can do mechanical hard edge uh, modeling. But ZBrush, is, these, these are the models I would have. They're not made for 3D printing, right? <laughs> like when an artist yeah, yeah. makes them for 
fidelity, right? I spend like, and I had to figure that out. Like, like, how do I make this thing? Not, not that it's printed in resin, but like, how do I make it watertight and 3D printable, right? So that was a whole learning curve. But anyways, I printed out and made my own custom base here of Krieg, and I would film it. Uh, I would film 3D printing it, painting it, and put it up on social, and bam, audience was like, oh my God, how do I get that? How do I get that? <laughs> so we started doing smaller projects, right? And giving them away. And you can see some of that stuff on uh, on my website uh, or in my Instagram. Just search for Jason Babbler. You'll see a lot of that stuff. Um, but that's really what, like the first time I dipped my toes in it, audience just ate it up. And I'm like, uh, okay, so for the cost of a 3D printer, which I own, you know, 2K would buy the filament and I would just be able to make some really amazing content. And that's really... Um, before the the big marketing budget that you know that these big AAA games, um, before that came in for Borderlands Three, this is how we really grew uh, our channels, our social channels, and talked to them. And I think in a really authentic way, like these fans, like I was making stuff that fans make or want to make, and I think that's uh, really the testament to um, you know just being a fanboy yourself. And you know, Prusa, like I talked to Matt. This was four or five years ago. I'm like, okay. You're talking about this Prusa thing, man. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can build a kit. And I built it. I built the kit, and it was a workhorse. And the only thing that stopped me from uh, using it lately is my – I think I got the, the 2S, and I got the 2.5 upgrade, and I think I screwed something too tight and it broke, and now I have to go back and reprint it to finally uh, get my Prusa back and ready. We, 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 can, we can make sure that that happens. <laughs> I love when that was, that was just user error. I'm like, eh, I think I messed this up. I have to go back and reprint the part, but uh, – Prusa, it was amazing. Like I leveled it once and I don't think I touched it for three years. Nah, I mean, it's overstatement, but not really. It was just an amazing machine, which is why I love you guys so much. So, um, you know, I don't know. As I as I walk around to some of this other stuff, um, you know, I did some pretty big stuff on the Prusa. Like, I don't know if you can see this. This is a huge Varkid insect that's in the game. Um, and I printed it in obviously multiple parts, legs, glued it together, painted it. And this was in a little content piece for Borderlands 2 about fake products. And you saw it flipped upside down. And I in, in the video, I made it shake like it was dead. But I, I did. I printed out the darn thing, and it showed up for like two seconds. But that's the way of film, right? <laughs> uh, but I have it now, and I love it. And that's, that's my Varkid all in the Prusa. So um, I took some of the stuff that we did um, in Borderlands and kind of took it over to XCOM 2, which was a um, it's kind of a sci-fi RTS game. And... This is one of the cool uh, oh, yeah. helmets when we upgraded. Um, quasi, you know, mystical energy, but uh, using some translucent. Um, this part right here was translucent. I print, you know, I painted over it, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, did a little video on that. And it's just, I mean, look at that. I hardly did any sanding on that. Oops. There's something about seeing like props from games in real life. I, yeah. I love when, like, I've been to Gamescom a, f a few times. And yeah. I love when companies do, do, like, of course, we fans do it, but we just, you know, make the models ourselves. It's like janky a little bit, but you you have the access to the original files. Like you say, you have to fix them, right? But it's so, but, yeah. it's so it, awesome it, to it, see it, you do it. Yeah, but it's the actual models, like the high-res versions yeah. where the low-polyer models are made from, but the fidelity is perfect, right? And uh, um, I'm just rambling, but you guys stop me if you have questions. Um, yeah. I have, no, this is perfect. I do have some of the pictures that you sent me. The oh yeah, so the cycle. So again, what do we do with like 3D modeling is big and is obviously how things are made in video games. But if you're a 3D printer, you know, um, there's not a lot of work in video games themselves, right? Mm. 
if you want to 3D print, right? I mean, there's we do it more of a hobby. I did it for marketing reasons, right? Um, but really, where if you really love get video games, you love 3D modeling, you love 3D printing, the world of licensing is where this has just exploded, right? Um, so, for instance, you know, like I didn't have time. We gave uh, Sean Thorson, Matt, you know him, he's a prop maker here, a uh, good friend of mine. Yeah. And we, we had a Borderlands video, an actual TV commercial that we wanted to film, but we needed a bunch of, you know, masks. I'm like, listen, here's the actual model, go make it. And so he 3D printed it. And then he, of course, had to do some leather strapping and stuff like that. But because of that one model, we're able to make, you know, like a wearable mask. We made these as giveaways. It's a little, remember those old Halloween styrene mm -hmm. masks? Yeah. We made a bunch yeah. of these for, maybe it was a PAX thing. And, um, but it's, you know, all the same model, right? Just printed out differently and used to make these. Um, we use that. So, did, so did you make a buck for those and then vacuum form them? Is that the, the idea? I'm sure they did. Yeah. Like okay. that was an external. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's really what they did. Right. Yeah. Uh, in the UK, we had these um, limited edition press pass things. And of course, that's, again, the same model, just sort of squished. And again, that's kind of like a, looks like it was buck molded and just put on there. But inside of there, the company that we hired, I don't have all the details on it. I don't remember, I should say, but we included, I don't know if you remember in Borderlands 3, there was this walking gun that uh, was in one of our commercials. It was a gun that walked, you fired it, you threw it. And it would walk and shoot at stuff. Yeah. And it was, it was, the fans loved it. Well, uh, the company we hired what made a um, uh, a resin print of it, and then made molds of it and made copies. Um, I can tell that they used a resin printer because I can see the layer lines in it still. But they did mold it, <laughs> and then you could put this together in the um, in that kit itself. And it was a gun that you know it's kind of a little the walking gun model, I guess. Um, and then when we made. Um, the this was cool when we made the collector's edition of borderlands 3 it was um it was this huge box let me get it for you i'm right here in this gigantic box came um a whole bunch of stuff i'm gonna show you some of the stuff because 3d printing went into that right so when you bought it i did uh, i did the paint masters for these two so inside of that thing was a box of all the vault keys and the vault keys we turned into keychains, and these were all we got all of the um, prototypes uh, 3D printed, right? So we got it that rapid prototype, we got it approved. They did the paint job, and then we approved them. In that box, also, if you guys really love it, you need to get the collector's edition, but they're hard to find. <laughs> we also did uh, 12 little figurines, and when they came, um, we, we didn't have time to print to get them painted from a production point of view. But we have 12 of all the main characters, which was here. So again, licensing is where, you know, the intersection of all this stuff really comes together. Um, and uh, I don't know. So that's the brief amount of, you know, 3D printing that I've done for uh, and been involved with, at least for Borderlands. So. I'm I'm starting to have an urge to buy, you know, uh, a little game on PS Store now. <laughs> Yeah. I could have. Oh, I'll send you my collector's edition. You send me that PS5. I mean, <laughs> speaking about how Borderlands fans are like, you know, crazy yeah. and everything. Like, I may be a okay. little bit in that group. So yeah, I we we made a whole video. It's like I don't 11 minutes long, like a whole tutorial on how to make this this clap trap and. 
I think very soon we're gonna release a video where we show like a life-sized one which is now sitting in the lobby oh. and he has a button on top and if you smash it there are like 20 preloaded <laughs> voice lines and yes. it was so hilarious. We had it in the in the hallway in front of our office and just the whole day I kept hearing it and I, it didn't get old. It's it's so funny. It's he's he's, a, he's <laughs> such a funny character. He's one of my favorite video game characters. I mean, obviously I got to do a little part of the game, right? It's like I had to work on the marketing of it. But just, I just love, I love Borderlands before I worked at 2K. So yeah. What can I do? Oh, I don't know. I sent you a link for, um, again, 3D printing, right? We had, uh, for E3 of this last, uh, last year, uh, before COVID hit, uh, we were at E3 where we launched the game. Um, and we had giant statues made uh, by Thingergy down in LA. And I don't, I think they're, one of those links, I don't know if you have it, um, you can see how big, they were like 10, 10 foot tall sculptures. So they were not <sighs> life-size, they were, they were bigger than that. And uh, oh, yeah, I, I, they again used our, our 3D models and um, just Google Thingergy and maybe, yeah, there they are. So those are the two villains, the Calypso twins. He's about, he's at least 10 feet tall. That's and crazy. they did everything on this. They 3D printed mechanical parts. They took a CNC uh, to the styrofoam and then built, you know, huge molds from there for that big sword. Uh, they sculpted the face um, with clay and made molds. A lot of mold, pretty much the majority of the mechanical parts, if I remember, a lot of them were just simply 3D printed. So um, this was amazing to work on. I got to fly down when they were making it and. Um, Kind of, we did a little bit of a promotion around them too. As as they were being made, we used to run a little, a couple of videos of it. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, just seeing what these, what the, what the um, fans do, what the licensing can do now, is just phenomenal. But really, you know, that's trickling down to like fanboys like us. That you know, if you take the time, if you want to model or you get yeah. somebody who's made a nice model, you can come up with you know your own fan version of it and. You know, I, I don't I don't want to speak for 2K. I don't want to speak for video game makers. But in general, our fans, you know, we want to we want to help them out. That's why we give them cosplay guides. Like we want you to just explore to whatever depth you have, right? Um, our world in the real world, and that's really what fandom is all about. You know, we just we don't want customers. We want we want fans. You know, and that's what we are. We're fans of our own games and. I'll, that's why we yeah, did, I did about that shit, so. I love yeah. when like and I would say so far most most uh, like game developers and the companies are cool about it like I hope they they see the like the potential of like you know us fanboying about it and printing it that sure. like this basically is like marketing for the for the game and for the universe Absolutely. we yeah I mean the, uh, you know when when lawyers get involved is because people are trying to make a buck off of something I, I get that yeah yeah. But I mean, honestly, again, I'm not speaking for 2K. I'm not speaking for our yeah, lawyers, yeah. but you, you know, if you, if I make a sculpture of something, they're not going to be, you're not, we're not mad about that. Right. It's, yeah. but if you try to, you know, obviously make it and stuff like that, that's, that's where the fine line, that's where the cease and desist letters come in. So I, I, I think all, all of us are on the, on the same page and on this, yeah. because mostly uh, you have like the most dedicated fan and dedicating, uh, Sorry, dedicated fans, which yeah. who are making the wonderful models and they share them for free. Yeah. So that that is fine. And then some uh, <clears throat> someone not very uh, good takes the model yeah. and you know starts selling it on Etsy. And you know it's a non-commercial license and it, it is your IP. 
So, you know, both, both of our groups don't like these people. So, exactly. right. And, but we've, you know, there are, there are prop makers and cosplayers that have um, used our properties to, you know, make a, a costume and they go out and they, you know, it's free advertising. Yes. But we've actually reached out to those folks that are not trying to, you know, sell it without a license. And we've tapped them to do uh, promotions and um, to make things for us. And, you know, yeah. so it, it works out in the end. If you're a fan, um, we're going to see you, you know, and if you play by the rules, I guess, you know, if I had to put my lawyer hat on, which I never have ever owned, <laughs> um, it just makes it easier for us to work with you as a company, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, that is exactly what, what, what we do when we are looking people to do cops, but we, 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 we look into the community, right? Yeah, exactly. So. Right. There, there's a con there's a comment in the the chat here that mm -hmm. says uh, it's like they design Borderlands for cosplay. <laughs> um. <laughs> they they do like you know like honestly a, a lot of parts of the you know if you only see a character on screen right and there's a lot of detail you don't have to add right when you if you're just playing a character right. um, especially like a first person shooter um, you know sometimes you're only seeing hands and a gun. Um, but the care that especially like Gearbox put, puts in the detail and the history and the lore that they put into these characters, the ability to zoom in on a model, like the big ZBrush models are just fantastic because you're like, oh my God, I didn't see that. I didn't see that, you know, but that's why we published the cosplay guides. We made renders, we did turnarounds, and then we, I, I designed them, the, you know, like 10 page PDFs of, you know, turn, uh, turntable um, renders of, of the characters. Um, and we, you we game like the color values, you know, like this is kind of this type of texture, big close-ups of the weapons, and you know we just gave it out there. Like fans go crazy with it. We hope to see at you know cons. Of course, COVID stopped that a little bit, but it'll live on. And um, that's that's why I don't Gearbox and 2K. We really love our fans. We try to do what we can to give them everything that they need to explore their fandom. You know, yeah, I, I will. I, I will have to try it out. I, I never played Borderlands. Oh. It has very like uh, like unique aesthetic, I guess. It's cell, cell shaded, so like as as you've seen, it has these like dark lines, and it's yeah. I don't know. It's I find it very yeah, very interesting. It's like playing a comic book. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know how it looks yeah. because you know I'm like the biggest nerd, and I watched every digital foundry sure. video. Yeah. So I know everything about the performance of Borderlands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting too, Matt. I don't know if you have any questions. I can um, keep rambling though. I, I mean, we've we've covered most of them. I mean, I I think what what would what would be awesome is uh you know it would be wonderful to talk to some of the other people at 2K and and see if uh, we could get a 2K section on Prusa printers and get uh, some some more models out there for for the fans. And let me let me connect things. the dots after the holidays. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see we'll see what the lawyers have to say about it. Right? Yeah, so. yeah. Matt, Matt exactly. what's the timeline? We have still like five minutes. Yeah, we have we yeah we have like four four or five minutes left with with Jay. Just reminded me that in the beginning of the stream we talked about sculpting and now we yeah. now we actually yeah. have like a, a pro sculptor here with us. So I'm curious. Yeah. You said you like like physical sculpting. How yeah. how how's like the how does it compare digital and and like actual real life sculpting? Before I got into ZBrush and 3D modeling, I was like, oh god, 3D sculpting is just too hard for me to learn. Right, like. Plus, I didn't want to be behind the computer. Now I go to now. Now that I'm 3D sculpting, I'm like, God, clay sculpting is really hard, you know. Um, no undo. Can I show you a little bit, like how I joined the two? So yeah, sure. Um, 
Yeah, please. So one, I, I, I will add a little a little story here in that the the very first digital fabrication issue that we did at, at, at Make, uh, and we were out in San Francisco for it, uh, Jason was there the entire time uh, sculpting like a Doc Ock, uh, like physical uh, sculpture um, for something to do while the, the rest of us were running around running these, these 3D printers. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's funny you brought that up. This was not planned. This is what it's turned into. Um, this is all hand, hand, hand sculpted. I'll get to the 3D printing part first. So in the Star Wars Christmas edition, which aired only once, it's Boba Fett's original um, uh, appearance, right? The first appearance of Boba Fett was in there. And he's riding, these, he's riding this water lizard thing, and he's fighting off another water lizard. And I always thought as cheesy as that scene was, I wanted a kind of a more realistic version of that scene. So I've started to sculpt uh, the two monsters and Boba Fett's gonna go right here and he's gonna be leaning back, shooting at that guy. Mm -hmm. Well, this is all hand, this is gonna be a one of a kind. Um, there's gonna be water effects, but I've sculpted this in person, but Boba Fett will absolutely be 3D printed because of the detail and, um, and the size, right? Mm. Um, so that's one way that Smart. I'm combining 3D. Uh, yeah, exactly, right? But in a more yeah. interesting way is, um, this is something that's a work in progress. I've never shown this off. Ooh. I've got an original design of this. I don't, I'm calling it a hell night. Um, and I started experimenting in, in, in clay and I'm like, oh, it's, you know, I'm just kind of takes too long sometimes to just experiment in clay. If you're using a clay that is hard at room temperature, right? And you have to sit and warm it up and then you have to adjust it. Um, so I started playing around in ZBrush. Well, what does this thing kind of look like? And there were parts of it that I really liked. But since um, it's big and it's too big for a resin printer, at least at the cost that it would, you know, I couldn't afford, you know, a huge sculpture like that printed out in resin. I figured, well, I'll add the detail later. And so what you're going to see here is kind of a work in progress. Uh, I've taken a 3D sculpt. This is kind of a, a skull guy with these, uh -huh. I don't know, monster thingies. But I actually printed it out. And now I'm adding, oop, now I'm adding clay to it. Oh. And the clay will allow me to get the details because this is hard clay at room temperature. I'll be able to really get the crazy amount of details that I like to get in there. All of these parts will be, I'll have a little bit of clay added to it or even possibly hard wax to get that final detail. Cast and mold this, cast and mold this when it's done. But I sped up the prototyping stage, the idea exploration stage in 3D printing, did a really fast printout it makes so much sense when you say it, but I've never seen or heard anyone do it. So I got the idea years ago, um, again, call out to, uh, I think I might've linked to him, I don't know. Brian Fay, he is a, was a traditional sculptor at Blizzard. Now he's both. He has sculpted a lot of the Blizzard statues and on his Instagram, uh, Brian Fay, F-A-Y, I believe, You'll see his work in progress, the Illidan and some of the other um, Diablo sculptures. I'm a huge Blizzard fan, so that's why I followed him. And he used uh, 3D printing. He took really hard wax and would make a, a waste mold of the 3D print, pour wax in there, get the detail down, cut that apart and go and send that to the, you know, probably the statue production company over in China or wherever they had it made, right? And and I'm like, well, that's genius, right? And as his progress, as he progressed into 3D modeling more, he's doing more and more. And with Blizzard, right, and their big budgets, I'm sure they've got all the resin printers that they want. Now he's only spending 10% of his time in traditional materials. 
finishing up and sometimes tweaking by hand to give that asymmetry look, I'm sure, to get the tiny, tiniest details in there, um, finishing up the sculptures in parts, and then they send those off to be molded. So um, yeah, it's fascinating. I'm kind of, I, I don't know of a lot of people, you have to make sure the clay, if it's not too hot when you pour it on, I, I work in PLA because it's easy, um, doesn't melt it, but of course you really don't care at, the, at, at that point in time if it melts details, because I just want the form of his rib cage and you know the top part of his mouth and all this stuff. So um, brush on a uh, liquid clay, it hardens, you get to go in and tweak it with details and it's the best of both worlds in my opinion. Um, so. uh, I, I remember something similar, but this is obviously much more convenient, uh, but I remember some, maybe it was a Kickstarter, but someone was making clay filament, which you, yeah. after, after you yeah. print it, then you can go in but obviously that 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 huge print would be still um, I guess very expensive. His name was Adam Bean, B-E-A-N-E. -E. He was at one of the maker fairs, remember Matt? Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he kickstarted his own version of wax, which I bought. It's great carving wax. Um, you melt it in a little skillet, pour it on. It's 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 flexible. If you heat it up with a heat gun, you can etch in really great details. And yeah, his next big project was a was was using that wax and a filament. I don't think he ever made it to uh, Kickstarter. Um, I think he I think he had some health problems or something like that that stopped him from um, sculpting for a while. But I think he's coming back. I I don't know him personally, but I met him and followed him for years. Uh, but yeah, it was fascinating. I was like, yeah, I can't wait for that. And of course, nobody's really done it, but um, you know, the yeah, fidelity yeah. of these 3D printers are so good. Sometimes, you know, like um, I'm making a, a board game with a friend right now in our spare time, and um, you know, again, a really small, I'm trying to prototype um, this little character. He's, uh, his name is Dung Dung. He's a dung beetle. And, <laughs> you know, again, he's, you know, pretty amazing, right? Detail. But then I'm like, well, it's pretty easy for me to just scale him up and make a nice big version of him, right? Right. And this nice. may be a Kickstarter, um, you know, uh, upgrade or something like that. Like, if you know, but try to do that traditionally sculpting, right? Like I could, I could have easily have sculpted him traditionally. But I can't turn around, scale them up, um, and make another version. You know, in 24 hours, uh, that it's a whole new sculpt at that point in time. So, yeah. again, I love I love both worlds really. So, so is it, is it is it helpful in the in digital sculpting that you can basically make like a checkpoints in, in the design? Yes. That you, oh okay now I will try this direction, but then you find out it's it's not working, so you go back and go another because yeah. with traditional sculpting with clay. Yep. But you don't have that, right? No, you don't. I mean, posing something, if you've got, if you've got Wolverine or whatever in a stance and, you know, especially if you're working for somebody, it's different if you're doing it for yourself and they're like, Hey, can you do that? Turn your head. It's like, well, that's, that's eight hours of cutting apart, you know, or redoing and re-sculpting re, re muscles in ZBrush or something. You know, that's usually a half hour, hour. I might be wow. over-exaggerating, but right. honestly, it's that easy, right? You can, you know, especially if you're working on, as a T-pose, I don't have to, you know, I made this eight-legged creature one time and one leg was pretty much how all the legs looked. They were just in different angles. I had to sculpt every single one or, yeah. you know, then cut it, make a resin cast, cut it, break it apart, re-glue it. I could have done that so much easier in 3D modeling, you know. Yeah, so. I, I was going to ask that. I'm basically, if you are doing it uh, by hand, uh, you are doing twice the work. If you are making a humanoid, yeah. You know, you at least start with the mirror image and then yeah. you 
no nobody has no nobody's perfectly symmetrical but you you will start with that and then you you know prove his face on one side and you know to do the differences but i guess it might save some time too yeah and you know there's always the debate is is 3d modeling is is that cheating and and traditional sculpting and i'm like listen you still need an eye for it you're just using a different set of tools so yeah. i don't like i really hate that argument you know um you know because it's still you still need a design eye yes some things make it easy to make to make arms symmetrical you can just duplicate it you don't have to spend that time but you still need to know how to make one of them right you still need to pose yeah. it right it still has to have fluidity and you know I some mean, tension in the sculpt using so. a different set of tools yeah so yeah. i don't like uh, so I'm I'm starting to pull uh, Neil back in. Okay. Uh, we've, we've we've got five minutes left in the stream, um, and and we said we we would bring him back. Hey Neil. Uh, hey. Here here's Neil. Hi again. Neil. Hello. <laughs> uh, so we've got a couple uh, a couple minutes to take questions. I will say that uh, uh, Arthur or sorry Aaron York has pointed out, and I I remember that there was another one, but I couldn't exactly remember. Uh, but Poralay makes a mold lay. Um, which is like a, a wax like like filament that uh, did actually come to market. So it's one of the Hyperothi uh, materials. Interesting. Okay. I'm gonna note that. Uh, so again, Prusa Slicer 2.3 will come out. The final version probably uh, first two weeks of January, but the RC2 version on GitHub is basically already the final version. It's really stable, so you can use that. I've seen someone yeah. ask about Prusa Connect. We just got a, a Christmas build to 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 test and play with, uh, so not some really nice improvements. I'm not not sure when we are gonna show it. Joe, do you have any uh, timeline on that? So uh, we had a big meeting like, well, actually yesterday. Okay. My my time at this at this time of year, my time perception is <laughs> all one case. It seemed like a week ago, but it was yeah. yesterday. We had a demo, so it seems like we might have closed beta at the end of January. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, we're testing the basic stuff. So Balu wants to turn uh, Neil Neil 3D Prints characters into a uh, uh, a video game, or or sorry, into <laughs> some form of a game. Um, I think yes, a, a board game based on on some of your characters would be would be a blast. That sounds really cool. <laughs> But, uh, do any of you guys uh, have any questions for our guests, for Jason or, or Neil? Yes, uh, please. Let us, let us know. Excel updates. Keeping them around. No. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah. if, if you've missed the big, big Excel news, then you should read the, the November update on Prusa printers, or what was it? Yeah, or watch the uh, Prusa Live episode 14. Uh, two episodes ago, where we we talked just br briefly, like don't expect a lot of information, but a little. Yes. Bit. Uh... Uh, Nicholas wants to know if you can make a puzzle game, Neil. Um, it, make a puzzle game. But that's some true. kind of puzzle game. That's that's all they said. Is actually Jason. Neil, can you make a puzzle game? Yeah, I, mm. you, you've seen this one, right? It's like I want, I want to hold that so badly right now. A crossover <laughs> <Yeah>. of <laughs> SL1 yeah, and Kleptrap. It's awesome. Yeah, I would actually say putting together any of your your models, although they're well documented, is kind of like putting together a a puzzle in and of itself. So. <laughs> that's true. It's a 3D puzzle. 
I can certainly add it to like, uh, my um, to design list, so I can yeah add puzzle onto it. So it isn't something I've really considered before. So yeah, it should be interesting. Will the so, like, a 3D sort of version of a puzzle that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Will there be an update ever for Mark Free S Mark Free S Plus? Yes. Yes. We keep updating our printers. I I sure hope that there will be another update. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't have any new features in mind right away that the devs are working on, but sure, like ex expect like expect new firmware. <laughs> uh, do we have satin sheet availability? Next. Well, I, I, yeah, I I think I think there uh, new batch came in and we are writing to to the guys who. Who are caught up in the first like hour or two in the in the eShop, which was basically DDoSed by order. So, <laughs> it died so, so good, quick. So, yeah. so, so we, we are reaching to those who who were caught up in that, and they will have like the priority option to to get these first. Will there be a certain sheet for the mini? Yes, yes, there will. Yeah, it's coming. All right, I think that's probably our show. Looking at the the time here, um, I, I want to thank all of our guests that came on. Uh, yes. Neil, uh, uh, Joel, who's who's gone now. Jason, obviously. Um, uh, thank you for making this this special holiday edition of the show. You know, extra special with 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 all of your time and and uh, all of your knowledge. Yeah, thanks for um, having us. Yeah, we thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you very um, much. Yeah. Uh, and from the entire Prusa team, we really hope that you all have a happy and safe holiday. Uh, stay home, stay, stay safe. Uh, and we can't wait to see you guys again in the in the new year with, uh, as Nicholas is saying, season two of uh, uh, Prusa Live. Yes. So, you go. Uh, guys, thank you again. Uh, we will we will see you next year. Bye. Have a great holiday. Thank you, everyone.